Merry Christmas to you. It is good to be together this night. We come here from many places, many situations. We come as long-timers or first-timers here. Some of us are locals, some visitors from near or far away. Some of us are here tonight in the middle of joy, others in the middle of grief, and others somewhere in between. And we're here for many reasons. Reasons of the heart, reasons of family, reasons of music and beauty. Some of us may be even here for reasons we can't quite fully articulate. And we come tonight to hear this familiar but very strange story. And to look at this familiar scene. A baby swaddled up, placed in a stable, because there was no room in the inn. It's a story from a long time ago. But it's not too hard to think of ways to make it a story for today. It has a lot in common with life today. It's about ordinary people forced to make tough decisions pushed around by people with more power than they have, forced to go to another city for a census, and without the right connections or network or clout to have a place to stay when they get there, making do with what they can find. It's a story of limited resources. It could be a story that happens in an overcrowded hospital and a baby born in a hallway because there are no beds. It could be a story about a young family who couldn't afford a place to live and ended up having their baby while living in a homeless encampment. It could be a story about a family forced to leave their country by war and living in a refugee camp. We can think of lots of ways to make this a story from today. And the point of all of them is that this, the stable, the camp, the hospital, this is where God shows up. God shows up not in a hotel suite, not in the hallways of power, but God chooses to show up in a crowded stable as a powerless baby. And God chooses this because it's what God loves. It's who God loves, regular people, poor people, people who are struggling, people, don't, people who don't have it all together. This is who God loves. This is who God even wants to be. It's Christmas Eve. And for so many of us, part of those reasons why we were here has to do with beauty. We come to this place and we find stained glass and candlelight and greenery and beautiful music. We find red ribbons and poinsettias and we have made this place as beautiful tonight as we know how. And thank God for these beautiful things. And God is very much in here tonight and God is very much in the beauty. But the story of the stable 
tells us that we don't have to come to a place where things are nice and put together to meet God. We might very much like to come apart from our ordinary lives and find respite in a space of beauty and prayer and calm, and that is a good thing. But we don't need to do that to be where God is. God is also out on the rainy, grimy street. God is also in a tent on the Joe Redota Trail. God is also in the detention center or couch surfing with the young woman who can't make her rent this month. Or God is around the dinner table with the family members who can't find the right way to talk to one another. That's where God is in your life, in mine, in your mixed up heart and in mine. It is a good story, this Christmas story. And thank God that it was remembered and written down and told to us. But nobody would have remembered it if the baby hadn't turned out to be someone interesting. If there hadn't been anything unusual about Jesus as a grown-up, there'd be no reason to tell stories about his birth. And it turns out that the way that he was born is the same way that he lived. Just as he was born to parents who were poor and without connections and pushed around from one place to another, this is the same Jesus who would grow up to wander from town to town, healing and preaching good news. The same Jesus who would say to his friends, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And this baby Jesus who is greeted by shepherds, by hard-working, low-earning field workers. He's the same Jesus who will surround himself throughout his life with people that the world might not think are important, but are precious to God. The same Jesus who will say, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. But it's not only shepherds who visit him, he's visited too, later on, by wise men, the well-off of the world, the educated, those with access. And Jesus has something to say to them too. This is the same Jesus who will grow up to tell his friends, the rulers in the world lorded over their people, but not among my followers. Among you, Whoever wants to be great must be the servant of everyone. And so it is this Jesus, the baby, the adult, that we celebrate tonight. And we say, Merry Christmas. And maybe you are already merry this Christmas. Maybe not so merry. You might have a new child in your life or a new love or family reunited, or you might be grieving the death of a loved one, or a broken relationship, or a family divided. Maybe the heaviness of this world is weighing on you tonight. A broken political system, a changing climate, too much news of violence and fear around the world. You can bring it with you here. The greenery and the candles can handle it. 
Christmas can handle it. Because the merriness of Christmas is about so much more than being chipper. We don't say chipper Christmas. <laughs> we don't say perky Christmas. And if we are merry at Christmas, it is a merriness that goes deeper. It's not about cute music or Instagrammable family pictures, good as those things are. And it's certainly not about putting on a festive front to try to hide the real messiness of our lives. Christmas is about God's light shining into the dark, into the fear, into the messy. As the carol puts it, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Not just the hopes, but also the fears are met in Bethlehem. And in Jesus, we meet the beautiful, adorable baby. But we also meet a grown-up friend and teacher and savior. Someone who's big enough to embrace all our sorrows and all our joys. Here are a few words from the Reverend Amy Richter. Jesus, we welcome you. For though you are king of kings, you will touch no silk, carry no gold. You will grasp no earthly scepter, sign no imperial decrees. You will use your hands for more precious work, touching a leper's wound, wiping away a widow's tear, blessing and breaking bread and giving it to your friends. Your hands, now so tender, so tiny, will be wounded for us. And as the risen one, you will show your friends the marks of the nails. We welcome you as the almighty God who became a child so we could become full, mature human beings, who was wrapped in swaddling clothes so we could be unraveled from burial clothes, who had no place in the inn so you could prepare for us mansions in heaven, who became poor so we could become rich, in whose weakness is our strength. Amen. <laughs>